Dads, do you want a thriving business that doesn't control you? A passionate marriage and kids that adore you? Do you want to grow deeper in your faith? Be healthier, both physically and mentally? Build more meaningful relationships with your friends? Welcome to the Balanced Business Dad Podcast, where in each episode, we dive into balancing and optimizing the six pillars of life, faith, health, marriage, fatherhood, brotherhood, and business. And here are your hosts, pioneers of the Balanced Business Dad movement, Dustin Hogue and RJ Campbell. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Balanced Business Dad. I'm Coach Dustin, and here we are again with my friend, my esteemed <laughs> colleague, my co-host, RJ Campbell. RJ, welcome. Thank you. Nothing about my age. Nope, but esteemed. Esteemed. Esteemed is good. We've talked about that before. You cannot be young and be esteemed. I was going to say, I don't, yeah, I think that means you're old immediately. I'm pretty sure. It's a good way of saying you're old. I'm happy old. That's good. Because we celebrated last week. I'm a grandfather for the second time. For the second time. I'm old. And that way. But not to take anything away from the first, because that's an amazing experience, I would assume. Yes. But this one, there's something about this one in there. There is. So for you people that don't know the details... Of my name. Yes, I'm RJ, but I am Richard John Campbell the third. Yes. My oldest son is therefore lucky enough to be Richard John Campbell the fourth. Yes. And our new grandchild is a boy, and that is his son. So now we have Richard John Campbell the fifth. So Amazing. we are as close to royalty as you can get in the United it's, it's States. It's close, yeah. I think we're pretty close. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. Yeah. So we had Richard John Campbell the fifth born, call sign Quinn. Call sign. That is only because his son's in the Navy, and that's because most people don't have call signs for their babies. Correct. I'm just saying that. Correct. His daughter is Charlotte. Call sign Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Richard the Fifth. Call sign Quinn. I like. So it. yeah, pretty cool. That was last week on Thursday. So got to travel out to Virginia Beach. Spent about five days out there helping to take care of Charlie while Richie and his wife Molly were dealing with a one-day-old baby and two and three-day-olds. It was pretty cool. I want to go into that just a second. Okay. Because it was really cool how that happened because last Thursday afternoon when we were in here, or no, Wednesday. Wednesday. When we were in here, you know, talking, having a good day. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. That was the plan. That was the plan. And then Wednesday night, the plan changed. Molly goes into labor. She was planning to have her mother come out just to help because they don't have a lot of support system out there to help since they already have one baby, one child, two and a half year old. So her mother was going to come out. I got a text at about nine o'clock on Wednesday night from her father, friend of ours, Peter. And Pete says, can you and Leanne, my wife, get out to Virginia tomorrow early enough to pick up Charlie from school at 3 p.m.? We're in the Midwest in Missouri. <laughs> Why not? This is at nine o'clock at night. Mary cannot go out because she has pink eye. <laughs> wow. Wife. She's a nurse, got pink eye from somewhere. So Molly's mother couldn't go out. So mm, we're at mm, mm. 10 o'clock at night trying to find flights that we found at 6 a.m. on Thursday morning. Wow. Flew out to Virginia and got there in time to pick up Charlie at school. I'm going to say that's one of those exciting things about being a business dad with that time flexibility that if you look, listen to a couple episodes ago. Yes. What would have been different three years ago? Ooh, there would have been a lot of indecision at 10 o'clock and I, can I take off work? What's on my plate? I will, but oh my gosh, I got to get hold of my boss. I guess tell him in the morning, I'm gone, take my computer. I'll work from there. Oh yeah. There would have been so much anxiety involved with that. Yeah. Now it was just like, well, I guess I better let Dustin know he won't see me for a few days. Yeah. Run the show. Yeah. 
And we had drama while you were gone, but it was still okay. It was still okay. We survived. Absolutely. The businesses ran. And that is one of those exciting parts. You know, on the show, we like to talk about the exciting parts about being a business dad, but also some of the obstacles, the challenges, and the stressors that we have too. We It's the whole gamut. I don't just want to focus on the negative things. We don't just want to focus on the positive things because just like when we coach other business dads, we, we coach to the whole person and that's what we were doing here. So I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> now let's get onto the episode of why we're actually here. How's that? Oh, here we go. We're going to talk about one of those efforts. Oh, here it comes. Not the one that I almost say every week. Right. It's a different one. Maybe just as bad. Finances. <sighs> if somebody could edit this and make that dun, dun, dun. Finances. And the reason I wanted to bring it up today, you know, doing some coaching calls on my week that I have with one-on-one clients, finances are stressors in a lot of relationships. I'll buy that. And maybe they're not now, but they were at one time. Right. And so I think there's ways to make them not as much of a stressor and just to plan and come more communication around them. So I want to start with you. I mean, let's just mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth here. Obviously, you guys are on the the later spectrum of life, if you will, whatever you want to call it. But think back, you know, when you and the missus were newlyweds, young kids, that kind of thing. And what was the finances like? How did you handle them? Was there stress around them? All that fun stuff. I did all the finances. Okay. Don't know why other than my mother did in our family. So I just inherited it. Interesting. I just did it. Don't random programming there. It is. Although my wife's mother did their finances. So why didn't she take it? There was no decision. I just did it. Okay. So yeah, were there stressors? Sure. Yeah. I can still remember times where, you know, you're young, so you don't make a lot of money. And, you know, my wife would ask, well, how are we doing? Why don't we have much money? Where is it? What have we spent it on? Mm. And I'm like, why? What do you think? I stole it? (laughs) (laughs) Corporate mindset. (laughs) So you would have those and those are stressful. Yeah. Because we did not have a lot of communication around finances. Mm. She trusted that I was watching them and wouldn't get us in trouble. So then you would sit down and start going through the checkbook. Because you do need to do that because we didn't have a budget, probably should have. Mm. Okay. Where are we spending our money every month? What is this charge? What is that charge? So you have all those, those weird stressors that I'm assuming everybody does. Yeah. If they're not doing it with a ton of communication. Were there spending habits that one spouse had versus the other that caused strife, if you will? Because without a budget, you're really just kind of winging it. How do you know when money runs out? Right. You don't. You're just looking at it at the end of the month. How much yeah. do we have? Now, we... We're pretty good. I mean, we didn't have a hard and fast budget, but I shouldn't say that we didn't have one because we would put down what we knew were all our fixed costs every month. Okay. Rent, then mortgage, you know, utilities, groceries, daycare when the kids were young. So we knew at the end of the month, you know, we had $11 still to spend that hadn't been accounted for. So life was good. Yeah. Sometimes dozens of dollars. Unless one of them spent the $9 and the only other person had three. So (laughs) we did not have a lot of divergent spending habits. Okay. So there weren't things where finger pointing, why do you get that every month? We didn't really have that. That's good. So I think it was good communication around those things. And I'm going to say that might be an anomaly of a lot of the people I've coached. Could be. I know, you know, my wife and I, we 
we have it now. I mean, we're in business together. So obviously we, we handle the finances and we meet on them on a weekly basis, right? We have, you know, a business meeting that also has to do with our household, but we wanted to make sure, and we've done, you know, the Dave Ramsey method went through the financial peace university, which I won't ever recommend his investing strategies, but I will recommend his budgeting strategies for sure. He talks about a zero based budget, meaning every dollar that you bring in, it has to have a job or you will lose it. And I really like that idea. So yeah, we have, and we've given ourselves an allowance and we know this is my spending money for the month. This is her spending money for the month. And it's what I like to call no flack money. What's that mean? That means I can do whatever I want with that money. Oh, it's my money. It's my money. And there's no flack. You have your money. I have my money. Correct. Right. And then we've agreed upon that. And if I want to do something really stupid, no, of course there's morals in that. Let's, yeah. let's right. Um, when I'm, but right. yeah, it's the no flack money. If I want to spend it, I like gas stations. I've been a, a, a salesperson for a long time, door to door salesperson, you know, for business. So when you're waiting on the next call and stuff like that, I would go to gas stations and you're spending, I mean, you know, there'd be days I spend 20, $30 at a gas station, just several stops and things are expensive, snacks, and, you know, snacks, drinks. water, all sorts of stuff. Right. Well, she thought that was the stupidest thing in the world, but <laughs> Hey, that's no flack money. You can't say that. Yeah. We would have that. I think back to where, yeah, in the office environment and young and back then it's crazy when I think about it now. We ate out every day. Mm. My core group of guys and girls. Yes. And, I mean, that was three minutes into our work day every morning was, <laughs> where are we going to lunch today? That's what corporate America is about, right? It is. <laughs> and you think back when eventually it really just that it, you realize how much money you were spending on lunches. So yeah, that was one that she would question. I mean, from time to time, I'd be like, wow, do you need to eat out every day? <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to eat, don't I? You got to eat. So eventually you stop that and yeah, but yeah. So that was your gas station diet. Yeah. Hence the reason Dustin eventually lost a hundred pounds because eh, he quit going quite to the gas station but every yes. day. Um, yeah. And it was something programmed. But to this day, I still enjoy it. it I, it's a weird thing. It's a, an escape. It's, I get to leave the office. I get to do something, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, but you know, once we set that rule of that no flack money, it helped that. So those are one of the recommendations. We'll hmm. make recommendations on this episode. I would recommend in having that, whatever that number might be for you guys, but have that. Could be 20 bucks a week. Could be 20 bucks a week. It's your fun money. A day. Yeah, it's your fun money, but they, the other spouse doesn't get to say anything about that. Hmm. I like it. So again, talking about finances and I have a couple different stories here as a self-employed person and business finances and reports are probably going to be a different episode. Yes. Yep. But we knew we've talked before about security on the show. And one of our guests one time told us one of our responsibilities as men is to provide security for our spouse. Mm-hmm. And financial security is a big one of that. So how do we do that? I had a coach that we've had on the show, Tim Grimman, a long time ago, said that, you know, when they went into the self-employed world, even though they could have been making much, much more money at one time, and then you kind of starve or your feast famine, yep. that he realized early on, his wife was much better, happier, was very calm as long as there was a direct deposit every other week that he brought home into the household. Paycheck. A paycheck. She didn't care where it came from. So he set it up where he had his own payroll, you know, set up a payroll company and a payroll account that he funded throughout the year. Right. So if he had, you know, he was in the real estate game too. So if he funded big real estate deals, that kind of thing, he knew a certain percentage of that went into that payroll account and every other week he got a paycheck. And that eased the stress for his wife. They, there was the security, right? And that kind of goes back to this budget, especially for the self-employed people out there. 
especially if both of you are in self-employed, do you have a number that needs to come into your household every month? Mm-hmm. You should. You should. Well, let me rephrase that. You do. You do. You just <laughs> might not know your number. Exactly. So just like we in the business world, you have to know your numbers. You have to know your numbers in the personal world as well. You do. And that is knowing what you have to bring home. There are a number of fixed costs every month. Yep. What I mentioned before when we were young, that you have to write down and know what that number is. Your mortgage, your utilities, your grocery, your insurance. And you I'm going to even go farther than that. Your gas money, your play money, your yes. no flack money, your investing money, your savings money. If savings is important to you, that has to be a line item on your budget. And that's where Dave Ramsey talks about that zero based budget. I'm not going to save what I have left over at the month. This is how much I want to save. Correct. Right. And then once everything has a job, then you should have zero left at the end of the month because everything else is taken care of. Because the balance went into fund money. Correct. Because that one is in there. Correct. And especially for the business people out there, leave everything else in the business account. Then maybe you can do quarterly draws, whatever it may be. Just hmm. bring that home every month for that security. It's going to be like our whole know your numbers episode. This really is no different when you're at home or when no, you're in a business. not at all. Yeah, there's different ways to rep- look at reports and things like that from a business, but you have to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know your, well, I know you, I'm going to still ask it as a question. Do you know your numbers? We do very well. And it's been, we got clarity around it and you were in the room. We brought in a third party and we went over our spending and it was out of hand. It was completely out of hand. And I'm one of those people that, well, I can just make more money. That is... <laughs> a great mindset to have and also probably not a great mindset to have, right? There's pros and cons to having that. So we would just spend all the time and it was fine because we were making the money and we realized you're looking at those things. It's like, that might be a little too high. That's a little ridiculous, right? Yes. Right. So, you know, we did cut back if you will. And now we know exactly what we need to bring home into our household every month. So this is where we're the balanced business dads because we balance each other. Absolutely. Because when we're going through this exercise with Dustin and his wife, Jenna, and he's like, all right, well, it looks like I just need to make more money. Me was like, <laughs> how about we look at cutting costs? He's like, no, I don't ever want that mindset. Cutting <laughs> and, and I costs. still don't like I just it. want to make more money and yeah. cover those costs. Yeah. Which works for a while until you realize, wow, we're spending frivolous amounts of money on stupid things. Yeah. And when it's stupid things, that's what I realized at that point. It's yeah. like, all right, that's a little out of hand. Yeah. I'm spending a little too much on food delivery right. or things like that. Yeah, like, all that's right, exactly what it was. Maybe we don't need to do that. Yeah. And so when we did that exercise, which I would recommend everybody doing that exercise probably twice a year. And you can hire me for that, by the way. I'll fly to your locale. I have yes. a, what, I'll, I'll let you know what I charge after you give me a call. Yes. Or you can use mint.com. And I don't get paid to say that, mint.com. Maybe I should. And it, you can then classify all of your spending habits. No, you could do it that way too. It's, you know, <laughs> no cost versus my fee. But that being said, you know, it, what was interesting about it, and it took me a little bit to get over that mindset because cutting, cutting expenses seems very scarcity to me. Scarcity mindset. And I don't like that mindset. Now, it once you, I came to grasp with it, no, I'm doing this to have an abundance mindset because I can do other smarter things. Right. But yeah, it, it took a minute. So I like the 80-20 rule. 80% of my efforts will focus on making income. 20% of my incomes will focus on cutting expenses. That's my rule. I believe you're probably the opposite. I'm probably right. Yeah, because <laughs> I, not being a entrepreneur from the time I was young, yeah. lived on by the wrong word, but lived on a fixed income. Yeah. You knew how much you, how much you made every year until you got your pitiful raise the next year. That's not <laughs> so true. true. <laughs> now in a sales environment, that was different because we had wild fluctuations. Right. But you still were working on a base of some kind. So 
you did. You had to work on a budget because you, unless you're in the sales world, did not have that option to say, well, you know what? Next quarter, I just need to make more money. Right. We had to look at it and say, okay, this is what we have for the year. Yeah. Until we get a raise, this is it. So yeah, that's why our mindset is so different mm -hmm. because Dustin's almost, I mean, in the now, you know, more than 10 years that we've known each other has been an entrepreneur. Yeah. So it's an interesting, again, the balance there, right? Um, another thing I would say is besides knowing your number, what you have to bring home, making sure that there's a number and ask this number specifically, mm. what gives your spouse, what number does your spouse want to see for security? What number is it? There's a number. There's a number in savings set aside yep. somewhere that they want to see. Yeah. Go get that money. Yeah. Go make sure make that, that is there. Yes. And show them that you're working on it and everything like that. Cause there's a lot less stress when that safety net th is there. Was that Mike Kitko? That was. I brought that up on the time we had him on. Nope. That was Tyson Durfee. Oh, Tyson Durfee. Rodeo champion. Also multi-million dollar entrepreneur. Yes. But there was still a number that they had actually probably my mentor, one of the most successful, wealthiest people I have out there. His wife has a number and he gets to do whatever he wants with the other money, but there, that number is there. And that, trust me when I say that number has grown over time. <laughs> but <laughs> As your income grows, that safety number yeah. grows too. But yeah. And it could be anything. Could be your wife says, I want $10,000 sitting in an account we don't touch. Correct. Could be they want $100,000. Right. At that level, it could be they want a million dollars. Yeah. But there is some number that makes them feel secure. And secure That's is very just important. sitting there. So again, going through all this, finance has a lot to do with our relationships because it can be such a stressor. It can also bring a lot of joy, mm -hmm. but it also can be a stressor. And it is as a follow-up to our podcast episode that we just released last week mm -hmm. on sex and sex expectations and yeah. communication. Yeah. This one is the same. 100%. We probably don't communicate about finances enough. Until it's bad. Yeah. You know, whether it's the husband or the wife, whoever is managing it, and it's usually one or the other. It's not, I would say it's atypical that it's a team. Is that person really communicating all the time on where we are? How yeah. much we have, how much we're spending? Probably not. And I'm going to go dark for a second and I'll tell you why. Because something might happen to that spouse. I have a friend that her father passed away. You know, sad story, that kind of thing. And the mother, the widow, didn't know how to pay bills. Didn't know where the money was. Didn't know how the money got there. Not Do nothing about the finances. That is a, you know, you want to plan for things like that. You want to plan to make sure your spouse and your kids and things like that are taken care of. That should be a part of that plan. It should be. If something happens to me, what happens? We've had that same conversation in our house. So especially once we started running companies outside of work. So we started investing in real estate and we have a number of properties, a bunch of them. And it became a real stressor yeah. for my wife. She brought this up relatively often. It's like, God forbid something happens to you. I don't know what is being done with it. I don't know where the money goes. I don't know how to pay the bill. I don't know anything involved with running this company. Right. Now, I would attempt to appease her by saying, you just have to call Dustin or Tim Grimmett that we just mentioned, and Tim coached us from the very beginning. They'll, no, they don't we'll have take it, care of it. Yeah. but they will understand it all. Yeah. The spreadsheets are there. They know the banks, but did that appease her? Not really. Yeah. I mean, it helped, but we have gone because there are times she'll bring that up. I need to know how you're paying all the bills. Where are all these bills? So we sit down and she said there with a notepad going through one bill at a time, the electric bill, the gas bill, writing them down, writing down the account numbers. There's a folder with all of these things in there. That's her, God forbid something happens folder. Yeah. At least I have somewhat of an idea. 
where are the bank accounts? What much knows the bank, but what are account numbers? Yeah. Yeah. So there's definitely an angst there yeah. for her because I know everything because I do it. Right. My dad has always said that never worried him. He's like, I don't know how to do the laundry, but, and kind of jokingly, <laughs> but he's like the bill people, they'll call me, which they will 25 years ago. They would have the bill mm-hmm. company has your cell phone number. Correct. So unless she's answering that phone, they're not calling her. And checking one of my many emails. That right. Who knows which one they have. Yeah. That is true. There's so, no home phone for them to call. Again, this kind of took a turn there, but that's in part of this role in finances and to make sure there's security, to make sure you guys are communicating. I think that's really where this comes in at. This could have almost been another communication episode, but communication around finances, it's mm-hmm. so important. It hits on really every pillar. You know, we talked about this. Well, should finance be a pillar? No, finance is in all of these pillars. It really is. It's on almost every one of them. Yeah. So I think our close with make sure you're communicating, mm-hmm. make sure you have a plan, make sure you guys are both on the same page. I want to have a hundred thousand dollars in savings or I want to have 5,000. I feel great if I have, you know, $5,000 in savings, whatever that may be, mm-hmm. make sure you have the plan, talk about it and revisit it often. Ask your wife for that number. She might have to think about that one for a while yeah. or she might not. Mm. She might instantly say, I want to see $10,000 in a bank account that we don't touch. And then you know, wow, I should have asked that question earlier because she knew the number. And then do me a favor. Don't ask why. Yeah, don't. There is not a purpose. It's security. It's not because she wants to eventually buy a car. (laughs) It's just, I feel better. Yeah. No reasoning. And be okay with it. That that was a hard one for me. And you were, I mean, we talked about this. Mm -hmm. And when she told me our number, I wanted to go deep into that. Well, why? Tell yeah. me why. What does that do? And I was like, no, shut up, Dustin. Shut up, Dustin. <laughs> shut up with the questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Dustin has the entrepreneur's mindset of, well, if we have extra money, why would we make more money why from it? we just buy a business or yeah. buy another property and yeah. just get a house? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So don't ask why. She just she, needs it. Just go out there and get that number. So guys, I hope Hmm. you enjoyed this episode. I know we enjoy bringing these up. You know, a lot of these come in because of the business dads we coach or the business dads that are in the dad up council. So because I just mentioned the dad up council, go tell them how they can at least join the free Facebook group and how they can reach out to us and get more information. We hopefully have made this easy. Yeah. So if you go to the website, dadupgroup.com. Yep. That's it. Dadupgroup.com. This will be probably in the show notes. That will just take you to the page where you can join the free Facebook group from there. Right there. Also on that page, there is a coaching session that I do which explaining the dad up framework, which would be perfect around your finances. It really would. You so, could dad up on your finances. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So go check out the page, join the group. Again, this show is free, but I'm going to charge you right now. I just want you to share it with another dad. Share it with the dad. And I would say rate it. Absolutely. But more importantly, share it. Yeah, share it. Let's get the message out there. This is a movement that we're starting to help the business dads out there. I love it. Guys, that's what we have. We will see you next time on the show. See you guys. Thanks. Bye-bye. This is the podcastfactory.com.